Okay, this is going to be about the Lockheed Martin shooting. And um, I'm just going to play this part. And this is what uh, happened. And guess what Miss Kataji Brown-Jackson decided to do? Guess what she decided? Do you think she sided with the black workers? I just want to ask you that question. What do you think? Six people inside a Lockheed Martin aircraft plant in Meridian, Mississippi, would be dead. Many had fear. Fair use. Fair use. surprise to many at the plant doug williams a longtime lockheed employee who for more than a year made no secret that he was preparing for a race war did mr williams ever say to you that he was going to kill and excuse me i've got to say it this way some black mother yes and um um did you report that to anybody yes i did at the age of 48 Williams was outraged when black workers at the plant complained about his racial slurs or got better paying jobs. Williams' computer login was white power. He said, uh, you know, one of these old days, I'm going to come in here and kill up me a bunch of niggas, and then I'm going to kill myself. What happened that day at the Lockheed plant was soon forgotten by the rest of the country. Quickly described by the Lockheed company as just another tragic, senseless workplace shooting. But an investigation by Primetime Live, along with documents the Lockheed Company tried to keep secret, reveals there is much more to it than that. It is a story of open racism, ugly slurs, violent threats, and a plant owned by the country's largest defense contractor. I can't imagine a hate crime uh, that had more forewarning than this one did. Bill Blair is a lawyer for the family of one of Williams' victims, now suing Lockheed. Lockheed is responsible for maintaining a workplace where people aren't threatened with death and called nigger. The final straw for Williams was in this room where he had been called to a diversity and ethics training class and was seated next to certain black workers. He stormed out. Some white employees say a supervisor then warned them to beware of Williams. He said, if Doug leaves at lunch, he said, I want you to go home. And I said, I said, why? He says, well, I'm afraid of what he might do. But Williams didn't wait for lunch. He only had to go as far as his pickup truck in the parking lot to get his guns, which were already loaded and ready. Williams then headed straight back to the classroom. He came in the door and he was saying something to the effect, uh, I got you all right here. Charles Scott and Al Collier were at the same table with Williams and saw him return fully armed. We had shotgun in his hand, rifle on his back. The first shot was fired at Mickey Fitzgerald, who, in an act of courage, stood up to calm Williams and was the first to be killed. Just point blank shot him in the head. 
Collier, Scott, and the others then hit the floor. He was coming around there when he, he looked and he said, he said, there are four right there. He said, there are four right there. Like he was shooting some kind of animal or something. Four black workers, including Lockheed veteran Sam Cockrell, who Williams believed had turned him in for wearing what looked like a Ku Klux Klan hood at the plant. And it was up. Scott says Williams used the booty of a protective suit as a white hood, what Williams called a joke. I'm from the South. Everybody that I know, know what that signified. It wasn't funny to you. It wasn't funny. Williams wore his white hood most of that day until a manager told him to take it off or go home. He went home, apparently furious at Cockrell. It's obvious that Mr. Williams hated blacks uh, who wouldn't, quote, stay in their place. And he perceived that Sam was one of those blacks. Back in the classroom, after killing Sam Cockrell, Williams moved to the other black workers cowering on the floor, including Charles Scott. He came and he aimed at you. I was laying on the floor. He came over to me and shot me while I was on the floor. The next victim, Delois Bailey, a longtime Lockheed employee, active in trying to get more blacks hired at the plant, which was 70% white. She was shot by Williams as she tried to run from the room. He didn't just turn and shoot her. He poked a gun into her stomach and he pulled the trigger. That's how he did it. Al Collier took a shotgun blast in the back, but still tried to do something to stop Williams. He was about to close from me to you. He blew off. He stole both of my fingers. <laughs> Williams was far from through. He's still in the building, phone. We know right now. How many people been shot? I don't know. I'm lucky. He skipped the management offices and headed for the production floor. Lynette McCall, a grandmother and 20-year veteran of Lockheed, was next. Williams knew she too had complained about him, and her husband Bobby says she knew this day would come. She had even increased her life insurance policy. He got to the point where she started preparing me for her death telling me what she wanted me to do. And if this man kills me, um, don't forget that we got an account here and we got an account there. And it's clear Lockheed knew it had a problem with Williams. The Lockheed documents we obtained, which were left out of the sheriff's public investigation report until we asked about them, show Lynette McCall was one of several employees who had detailed Williams' death threats. You're on my list too, he had told her all described to a Lockheed executive from regional headquarters a year and a half before the shooting. And she said, they just don't care. They just don't care. Williams found Lynette McCall at her workstation. He's standing there and he taunted her with his gun. He's not just shooting her like he did other people. He got to talk to her. He got to call her different names. This was for a year this has been going on. They had complaints written. They written a complaint. A year's worth of complaint they wrote to the company, and they did nothing about it. Nothing. He said, I was told that he called, didn't I tell you I'm going to kill you, bitch? And things like that. And I was told that she was begging him not to do it. And, uh, and then uh, finally he just did it, you know. But he wanted her to suffer before he did it. And, uh, and that's something that, that very difficult for me to live with. Very difficult. Finally, there were two more people, two more black workers who would be killed. C.J. Charlie Miller, a part-time pastor at the Baptist Church, and Thomas Willis, another of the employees who stood up to Williams. He wouldn't stay in his place to suit 
some racist rant, ranting and raving. He just wouldn't do it. According to the Lockheed documents, Willis also detailed Williams' slurs and threats and demanded Lockheed enforce its zero-tolerance policy, which calls for dismissal for serious violations. But Williams kept his job, required only to attend two after-work sessions for anger management. The union steward, P3, says he tried to use Williams' own twisted reasoning to get him to drop his plan. They're going to put you in the pen with all those men, and you'll wind up being a sex slave of a, of a big black man by the name of G Jerome. That would have happened if he lived. If he, if he had lived, that would have happened. And that's just what he did. After killing the last of the six victims, Doug Williams then killed himself on the plant floor of a company that says it does not tolerate racial hostility. He didn't just shoot, randomly shoot. He went around and shot us how he wanted to shoot us, where he wanted to shoot us. But when we return, the shooter becomes a martyr to some, like this white power leader. You might call nigger, we would say nigger. That's what I probably say. It's kind of a contraction. It's, it's respectful. It's like saying darky. You think that's respectful? I do. When prime time continues, Prime time continues once again. Brian Roth. Yeah, this is gonna have to have this. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm definitely gonna have to uh, make adjustments to this video. Let's keep going. Fair use, fair use. Skip that. Skip that. But at this Lockheed Martin aircraft plant in Meridian, Mississippi. Lockheed murders are being described by civil rights leaders as the worst hate crime against African Americans since the civil rights movement of the 1960s. Yet from the Mississippi County Sheriff to the Lockheed Company to Washington, D.C., our primetime investigation found a lot of people prepared to overlook or to object to any racial implication in the murders. I myself cannot say it was racially motivated. You cannot. I myself cannot. Within hours of the murders, Sheriff Billy Sally, with top Lockheed executives at his side, described it as simply another tragic workplace shooting, eager to dispel any idea it was connected to race. My thoughts on a racially motivated shooting is you hate a race. The sheriff says Williams was not a racist because he killed Mickey Fitzgerald, the man who tried to stop him, and several whites received minor injuries, and because Williams spared one black woman in the classroom where the murders began. She's part of the black race. So unless he had killed all blacks, you wouldn't think it would be racially motivated. That's my interpretation, yes, sir. As for the Lockheed... Wow. Tell me you're racist without telling me you're racist. I couldn't live in the South, man. I could not live in the South. Could not. ...company documents detailing Williams' racial slurs and death threats. The sheriff, at first, denied knowing anything about them. Did black employees complain to Lockheed, to the best of your knowledge? I've not seen any documents from Lockheed Martin that black employees had complained about a racially hostile environment. When pressed, the sheriff then remembered seeing the documents, but could not recall what was in them. And in those notes, were there not comments of black employees that Williams was threatening to kill? Again, sir, I can't remember. You can't remember that? No, sir. For the Lockheed Company, there's more at stake. As the country's largest defense contractor, 
manufacture of jet fighters and other military equipment, its $25 billion in government contracts could be jeopardized if Lockheed was found to have tolerated racial discrimination. If the federal government wanted to, the federal government could review their contracts. But Mary Frances Berry, the former chairman of the U.S. Civil Rights Commission, says no one in the Bush administration seems to be eager to go after Lockheed. I have seen absolutely no indication. And in talking to people in the federal government. Democrat, Republican, don't like black people. Period. Period. Forget voting, bro. Forget the voting. Just be like, you You guys are on your own. Forget the voting. Just forget it. It's about high time that blacks just wise up. No. Maybe vote on the, vocal, on the local level. Vote on the local level. But as for president, hell no. They do nothing. They do nothing. Who are still there and are political officials. There's no movement to do anything about any of this. To get answers from Lockheed's CEO and chairman, Robert Stevens, we had to go to the company's annual shareholders meeting in Albuquerque after officials refused repeated requests to talk with us. Stevens, Brian Ross, ABC News, Primetime, how are you? Nice to see you. We're doing a story about what happened at your Meridian plant. And I want to ask you, do you find the word nigger offensive? Brian, I'm surprised that you would even ask me a question such as that. Why was it tolerated so long at your plant if, it's, if you found it offensive? Stevens called the shootings an unspeakable tragedy but unconnected to racial discrimination at the plant. The shooting in Meridian, Mississippi, was the act of a single person. And relative to... Who had threatened to kill blacks for more than a year and a half. He used the term nigger on a regular basis on the floor of your plant. Your people were aware of it at the plant management level. You've seen the notes from your own people. You even had this hat for yourself. You cut it like this, and this plant kind of can't be worn. What about your zero tolerance policy? Why was that permitted? Lockheed Martin has a zero tolerance policy. So why was that permitted? Actions like that are not permitted in Lockheed Martin. Yet Lockheed's own documents from December 2001 show Williams was permitted to stay on the job long after the company became aware of death threats against black co-workers. Came in, had an issue with us, with blacks. Management knew that. They need to own up to that. There is zero tolerance in Lockheed Martin. So why was Doug Williams still employed there after he threatened blacks? He called them niggas off the I'm not going to elaborate any further discussion with you today. Why was he fired? How could they let that happen? How could it be? How could they say that? Six people at Lockheed is being hailed by some as a victim and a martyr. The Mississippi-based nationalist movement, a white power movement, portrays Williams on its website as a man who tried to fight back against the oppression of racial mixing and blacks taking over. He was pushed over the edge. Doug Williams. Yes. By what? By the oppression in the workplace. Richard Barrett runs the nationalist movement and well, sees the Lockheed Martin brochures as evidence of the kind of thing that bothered Williams. It's all the money. <sighs> fair use. Fair use. Here, here's a, a colored man, a Jewish man. Uh, a butch, a mannish-looking woman. So your turn. Well, let's just look at the picture. And you might call nigger. We would say nigger. <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. Whoa. <sighs> wow. Imagine if he even a dead... Look, these people, like I said, man, <clears throat> Democrats, Republicans, they this has been going on for far too long. 
don't give them nothing, man. Do not give them nothing. They're not going to help you. They'll always put puppets, whether left or right. Don't give them nothing. Work on yourselves. Work on to provide for your families. Work on to protect your families. Work on to protect yourself. Because it's getting real out here. And these puppets, they're not going to do anything for you. They don't have a conscience. They just think about their seat. They don't they don't know they don't understand that their seat is to serve the, the people. And that's how they see it. As long as their family's okay, cool. As long as our families are okay, as long as we protect ourselves as blacks, as minorities, that's the same energy we need to give off. Protect ourselves. The government, leave them to themselves. Let them figure out how they're gonna get reelected. And keep doing it. Starve them out with starve them with your vote. Don't give them your vote. No votes. It's kind of a contraction. It's it's respectful by saying Darcy. Uh, you think that's respectful? I do. Barrett has been meeting with some of Williams' co-workers and friends, including the parents of Williams' common-law wife, Curtis and Francis Wasson. The Wassons agree Williams was pushed too far for a white man and explained why certain racial slurs are acceptable. Well, they, some of them are niggers now. They some fuck better folk, them reals, them better folk niggers now. They some fuck better. So the, the guy, the guy's laughing, the, the guy's interviewing him is laughing. So you know what type of crap, he's a real piece of work himself. It's just this is how they stick together. This demonic form of racism. Employees say they heard from Williams all the time, unchecked at this Lockheed plant until the morning of July eighth, two thousand three. They did what he said he was gonna do. He said he was mine. He didn't not mind killing a bunch of blacks. He killed a bunch of blacks. All right, that's it. That's it. That's it. You know, that was hard to watch, man. That was that was really hard to watch. It really is. You know, ah, boy. But you're, you're going to in some for some hilarious stuff. You're going to be in for some hilarious stuff. There's going to be stuff that's just going to make you laugh, okay? Because it just shows you how these politicians are not smart at all and how Biden's racism has gotten the best of him. It's gotten the best of him, Okay. Kanchanji Brown Jackson refused to approve $22.8 million settlement for black workers after mass shooting at Lockheed plant. Like I said, do you think that she was going to side with those black victims? The shooter was Doug Williams, a longtime assembly line worker at Lockheed, who made no secret about his hatred for black people. As Williams stalked his victims at the Lockheed plant in Meridian, Mississippi, on July 8, 2003, he targeted only black co-workers. 
Williams, who is white, opened fire on 14 of his co-workers with a shotgun, killing six of them before committing suicide. Survivors say Williams had a long history of making racist comments towards black people. According to reports, Judge Katanji Brown-Jackson Ketanji Jackson Brown refused to approve 22.8 million settlement for black for the black workers. She also denied them the opportunity to gather evidence in a race bias class actions lawsuit against Lockheed. In her ruling in Washington, D.C. on January 10th, 2019, Judge Jackson agreed with Lockheed's attorneys that the black workers shouldn't be allowed to pursue their claims as a class since the court previously denied class certification for black people in 20 in July of 2017. Wow, she's really, really um, a house person. <clears throat> Jackson is currently facing questions on day three of the Senate hearings to confirm her nomination to the U.S. Supreme Court. If confirmed, she would become the first black woman to be a justice on the Supreme Court. She's going to be on. She's already on the court for the wrong reasons, because she is a sellout, because she is a puppet, because she will be. Yes, sir. Yep. Yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. Those blacks don't deserve any um, settlement. They're guilty for just being black and breathing. That's it. That is it. But let me show you something else. All right. It, it's it's so hard, man. This this is really just disgusting. It is disgusting. What is going on? It really is. And you will have, still, you will have black people, male and female, still thinking she is the best person for this job. Alabama's first black federal judge asked Biden not to tap Ketanji Brown Jackson for the Supreme Court. Of course, because he knew of her record. He knew this would come up. The first black federal judge in Alabama sent to sent a letter to President Joe Biden asking him to pass over a leading contender for the U.S. Supreme Court. NBC News reported on Friday. U.W. Clement, a former state lawyer who served as a federal judge in Alabama from 1980 to 2009, petitioned the president not to consider Judge Ketanji Brown Jackson for the vacancy that will be filled up upon the departure of Justice Stephen Breyer last, later this year. Jackson, who has been a front-runner for the seat, currently sits on the Federal Appeals Court in Washington, D.C. In his letter, Clement said that there were several exceptionally well-qualified black female aspirants for the Supreme Court, but expressed a desire to see Jackson out of contention for the nomination. The retired judge pointed to the case of Ross versus Lockheed, a 2016 class action lawsuit brought forward on behalf of 5,500 black Lockheed Martin employees on the basis for his opposition to Jackson's potential nomination. Jackson presided over the case and Clemens said in the letter that judge, the judge failed to greenlight the settlement that was reached, which was set to disperse $22 million to the employees. She refused to approve the settlement because, in her view, there were no common factual questions, Clemens wrote. He continued, Judge Jackson gave the acts to the settlement designed to benefit black workers at one of the nation's largest employers, denied the injunctive relief agreed to by Lockheed Martin, 
that would have addressed a root cause of systemic racial bias that could have been a model for a nation hungry for racial equality solutions. This is why you have to forget the Democratic Party and forget the Republican Party. Forget both parties. They are garbage. They mean nothing. You mean nothing to them. Okay? You mean nothing to them. Wake up. You mean nothing to these people. Okay? If it was up to them, they they would have you working as slaves. Okay? That's it. Denied the black workers the right to seek evidence to prove their claim of company-wide racial discrimination and knowingly frustrated the rights of black workers to appeal her decision. Clement provided an additional warning intended to buttress his opinion of Jackson potentially Jackson's potential influence on the court. Each of these considerations standing alone is a bell sounding the alarm that if Jackson is appointed to the Supreme Court, simple justice and equality in the workplace will be sacrificed, he wrote. Clement is listed as a counsel at the class action law firm Marie and Scalic, which had argued on behalf of the plaintiffs. The White House, in a statement, pushed back against the characterization of Jackson in the letter. It's because of Judge Jackson's experience in the roles at all levels of the justice system, her character and her legal brilliance that President Biden nominated her. Of course, because Biden doesn't want any black person with a soul on the bench. He doesn't want a black person to actually give racial equality on the bench. This man is racist, okay? Point blank. But some of you are still going to vote for him when it comes this uh when it comes for a re-election. You're still gonna do it. And some of you black women are still gonna be like, yes, a black woman's there. Yes. Biden's not giving you reparations still. I hope you know that. He's giving all the money and donations to Ukraine. His neo-Nazi buddies in Ukraine. And the puppet president over there, Zelensky. Her oh boy. Biden nominated her to the D.C. District Circuit Court, after which she earned her third Senate nom confirmation. And he's very proud of that decision, Deputy Press Secretary Andrew Bates said in a statement on NBC News. Also, before Jackson was confirmed to the Court of Appeals for the District of Columbia Circuit, she was endorsed by the AFL-CIO, the largest federation of unions in the United States. When Breyer announced last month that he would step down from the Supreme Court at the end of the current term, after 28 years on the bench, Biden reaffirmed in 2020 campaign pledge to nominate the first black woman to the body. Some of the other leading candidates to replace Breyer reportedly include California Supreme Court Justice Leandra Kruger, U.S. District Judge Jay Mitchell Childs of South Carolina, and Leslie Abrams, Gardner of Georgia. The president has previously said that he would name his pick by the end of February. This is sad, man. This is just unbelievably sad. A lot of black people will tune me out probably think that, you know, you're down on a black person. You hate black people. You're a hater. You're probably Republican. I'm not Republican. If I just told you, leave both the Republican and Democrat Party behind. I don't know what to tell you, but this is sad, man. It's really so sad. It's the Obama effect. That's all I can say.
It's the Obama effect. And black people have to get off this loving symbolism because you're black, I'm black, we, we're just buddies. No, skin does not make you kin. Okay? As much as Martin Luther King was a puppet and a sellout, yeah, I said it. Um, these words ring true. You can't judge people by their skin color. You have to judge them by the content of their character. And their track record. No one likes being judged by their track record at times, but it's the way you can gauge somebody and know if they're a friend or foe. And Katanji Brown-Jackson is definitely a foe to the black community and blacks, period. Now that she's on the bench. Tell me what you think in the comments. Like, share, comment, and subscribe. Later.